Should we be taking our mental diet just as seriously as our physical diet? I want you to think back to the last time you had a really good meal. You know, one of those really hearty, soulful meals where you came away just feeling nourished. Your mind and body felt nourished. Can you remember the last time you had one of those? Now think about the last time you binged out. Maybe you had some brought in donuts to work or maybe it was on a birthday where you had loads of sweets and junk food or maybe you just uh, binged out on takeaways. Think how you felt in terms of your mind and body there. Because I think there might be an equivalent as well. What about the last time, a mental equivalent, the last time you learned something really interesting or you had a great conversation or you did something that really expanded your mind? Think how good you might have felt after that. Now compare that to the last time you binged out on social media, reality TV, watching loads of the news. How did your mind feel after a day of doing that? I was reading a report the other day by Facts and Factors. That's just a a research market research company. And they said that the global diet industry, so that's global weight management, uh, sorry, weight loss and weight management industry is worth £183 billion. £183 billion. And it's projected to be, by the end of this decade, so by 2030, it's projected to be worth £332 billion. But what about mental diet? There's no industry that's really been set up about our mental diet that helps us to count those mental calories that we're consuming on a daily basis. It all seems to be about our, our physical diet. And in this this brief podcast, just want to talk to you about why I think it might be worth us taking our mental diet just as seriously as our physical diet. Cast your mind back to 2004 when there was a a gentleman from America named Morgan Spurlock who did a documentary called Supersize Me. And his challenge in that was to, for 30 days, eat nothing but McDonald's. And every time he went in McDonald's and was asked if he wanted to supersize it, he had to say yes. Now, what this led to was him eating the equivalent of about just over nine Big Macs a day, which was around uh, 5,000 calories. And after just 30 days, he gained 11 kilograms in weight. His body mass increased by 13%. He had fatty accumulation in his liver, sexual dysfunction, and all sorts of other things going wrong. And he was told that if he carried this on, he might not, he might not live. Now, I know that afterwards, after the experiment, it took him about 14 months to get off that weight that he put on in just 30 days by eating nothing but McDonald's. So one of the, I guess in terms of his physical diet, you could say it's, uh, well, was pretty bad, let's say. It was pretty bad. But something I want you to think about is, are the, the social media or the news companies or the reality TV produ- production companies, are they mental fast food chains? Are they the equivalent of the, the McDonald's, the Burger Kings, the Pizza Huts, the Deliveroo, all these, these people that are providing us with fast foods, ultra-processed foods? Are the social media companies, are they the equivalent to them? Is it a version of mental junk food? Are they mental fast food chains? Because it's, it's, I think the reason we don't pay much attention to our mental diet is because the impact isn't clear to see. When you follow up a, a poor physical diet, it's easy to see the impact in terms of weight gain or in terms of how you feel. It's, it's an easy connection to make. But when we follow a poor mental diet, there's no weight gain. It's not as easy to connect the two things. The excessive social media consumption with feeling more depressed, for example, But we know these things occur. We know the research around Instagram and young girls' body body image. 
we know about the research about watching excessive news around the COVID period. The more people watch the news, the more anxious they felt about COVID. The less they watch the news, the less anxious they felt. How about watching the Kardashians, all these reality TV programs where you're encouraged to compare yourself to other people when it's these unattainable or unrealistic standards of wealth or beauty. So we know that this form of mental diet can have a negative impact on our mind. So maybe it's something we need to think about more. What do you think? Should we pay as much attention to our mental diet as our physical diet? So my challenge to you is over the next 24 hours, I want you to, you know, in the same way that when you're trying to lose weight physically, you keep a food diary, you write down the biscuit at 11am, you write down the cup of tea at 2pm and so on. And you write down how you felt after eating those things. Try and do the same thing over the next 24 hours for your consumption of mental junk foods. How much social media consume, what social media consume at what time, how you felt afterwards, how much news you consumed at what time, how you felt afterwards. How much reality TV or junk television you watched, how you felt afterwards and how much you watched. Because I really think it's time we started taking our mental diet just as seriously as our physical diet. And be aware when we're going into these mental fast food chains of social media, news and reality TV. At least we do it with our eyes wide open so we know what we're getting ourselves into. So that's it for today, for this episode of the Wellbeing Wise. We need to think about those mental fast food chains, your mental diet, and keep a mental food diary over the next 24 hours and drop me a comment to let me know how you get on and if the findings were what you expected. Catch you soon.